This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum. We thank them for supporting this show, and we thank you for supporting them. You're listening to Country Squire Radio. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD! Hey, Bo. Good afternoon, man. Man, good afternoon to you too, sir. How you doing today? You know, I'm doing I'm doing great. It's uh, man, it's beautiful. It's it's just really uh turned out to be a really nice uh spring. You know, we get about two two three weeks of spring that's actually uh, sufferable here. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's right. Yeah. And uh, man, you're in Houston now, so you you have a, a newfound respect for uh, Texas humidity and, and heat, and uh, <laughs> especially what that does to concrete and all that other stuff. So, uh, man, yeah, but things yeah. are uh, th- things are going great. It's exciting times uh, here for the family, and uh, and and you know moving forward. So big uh, big uh, follow up doctor's appointment this week for baby Cole. So that's exciting. Yeah, and, um, yeah man, things are good. Uh, how's uh, How's everything going in Houston? Uh, man, things are going very, very well. Uh, you know, beautiful weather here. We finally got the sync up, man. Now you got good weather there. We got good weather here. We're doing okay. Yeah, good. Uh, this last past weekend, had a great time with the family. I don't, I don't think I mentioned this on the on the show, but uh, the, the house that we got, it's got a pool. And I got to tell no you, man. No I didn't know that. Did I not tell you that? So I, I, so I never thought I'd live in a house with a pool. Like this, yeah, it's a seriously. Big, it's a big deal for me. Like, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. And a lot of these houses that we were <laughs> trying to look at and everything, some of them had like a little pool, some of them didn't. And, you know, I know it doesn't do anything to the value of the house, but I was like, oh my gosh, can we live in a house with a pool, please? Yeah, <laughs> no, so it, yeah, no, that's that's right, man. Shoot, do you have like a wait staff now? People bringing you mint juleps while you're yes, out there wearing yes, like yes. Linen, linen pants and stuff and like wearing uh, your pinky signet rings and all that kind of thing? <laughs> No, definitely not. Uh, I end up being the wait staff to my children. Uh, oh, yeah. No, that's but, good. That's good. Constantly but, keeping them away from the pool so that they don't, you know, do something destructive. See, that, is the, that is the crazy thing, man. It is it is kind of this balance because on the one hand, it's like, yay. And on the other hand, it's like, ah, because you have to uh, really secure it. Especially One more thing to be terrified about, right? Exactly. Exactly. But this weekend, it was really nice, man. We did. Uh, we, we kind of spent oh, great. some family time around the pool. The kids... Uh, Got to work on their swimming. My youngest, in particular, really took like a big step in that direction, and, and was uh, was doing quite well. And so we're, it was a, it was a fun weekend, fun Wait, weekend. Cl- and let me say this: around the pool, I mean, like there is something about enjoying your pipe around the pool that you do kind of feel like, uh, yep. yes, yes, James, James, please, please bring bring me my uh, brand caviar. Beer. No, thank you, mm. and my caviar. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, man. Well, and of course situation. you're in Houston, so you know I'd like a, I'd like that with the side of uh, petroleum, please, so my stock will go up. Yeah. <laughs> No, yeah, man. Hey, man. hey, have you uh, have you taken the? I, I you know, it's funny. I even know that this is a thing, but my Facebook feed is still so uh, full of it. H- have you seen the new Avengers yet? The where it, the one where um, Power Man beats uh, Captain Planet or whatever. Okay, so first of all, no spoilers because people haven't seen this yet. So I'm not even going to like dignify your intentional misstating of characters in this movie <laughs> because I don't want people to think. I thought that Power I, Man. I, I thought Power Man was the main character. See, here we go. If I try to correct you <laughs> with who the characters are, it could be considered as spoilers. That's the thing, man. This movie is a phenomenon. Like, it is a phenomenon. They, they blew out, like, what, $2 billion or something ridiculous over the weekend? It's insane. Hey, no, that's that's great. Anytime you have, you know, uh, 
Captain Liberty on on air. It's just it. going to do that. No, it, it's Stop. funny. I, I am kind of <laughs> jealous. You know, I was like, I, I looked at, obviously, we won't talk about any spoilers or anything, but I don't know. I haven't seen any of these movies. You know, if you know and are a longtime listener of Country Squire Radio, you know, I don't watch movies. I don't, I, I just don't really do movies, period. Not just the Marvel stuff, but at all. And um, so I was like, man, people keep talking about it. And, you know, everyone's like, don't tell me the spoiler. Don't tell me the spoiler. So I was like, you know, I'm going to just go read the spoilers. Like, I'm going to do that because I'm not going to see these movies. <laughs> So I, I went and read them all and uh, and watched a few reviews and I was like, well, you know, if I was in the movies, it sounds pretty interesting. I mean, it, it does. So uh, yeah, no, it's good. It's, I, I, you know, I, I um I, I understand how people get into that kind of stuff. You know, and I've gotten into Star Wars and things like that. I, I'm sure you saw though where um you know there was no 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 I'm talking about the guy in Hong Kong that got the crap beat out of him because he started screaming out spoilers in front of the in front of the movie theater. Yeah, no, I didn't see that. No, let me tell you, man. I actually, two of the biggest moments in the movie were actually spoiled for me uh, the day before I went to go see it. I was so upset. And what ended up happening was one was just a YouTube thumbnail I saw and I was like, ah, like who does this? Come on. And then the other one, this was awful. I got targeted by a Twitter troll that intentionally like went after people who were trying to avoid spoilers and blasted (laughs) them in your face. It was, oh Oh, man, I'm so infuriated though because it was like the moment of the movie and I'm like, why would you? Why would you do this? But anyway. Who does that? What level of of sadness do you have to be to like sit in your you know, lonely, dark bedroom with your five cats and bag of Cheetos and go around like trying to spoil people's uh, movie, you know, surprise. I, I, I'm I telling know. you, I man, just, I just it's don't, crazy. I, I don't I don't appreciate that. It's kind of like the guys that, you know, are constantly uh, in the pipe community that, uh, man, you've got to do it this way or this way. And if you don't use this kind of match, then uh, you're not doing it right. And I'm thinking, that's true. I, yeah. You know, it must be must be nice in your um, in your in your dark uh, <laughs> in your dark in your dark <laughs> in the, room in the by basement yourself. of your in the basement you, of your mother's basement's basement. You, yes, you're right, right, right. Using your uh, <laughs> using your exquisite matches uh, to to light your uh, your fancy pipe tobacco when the rest of us are enjoying each other's company. So, <laughs> right. well, I'll tell you this, John, uh, John David. We uh, you know, it was it was a great film. I, I strongly recommend it. If you want my very spoiler film thoughts yeah. uh there is a new episode of once upon a time in wakanda in which oh, case we go super deep into the the movie that's coming out uh, okay. i think this evening if i'm not mistaken as we record the show on monday good okay uh, and then also at uh, the flash tv talk podcast we're doing kind of a attack on to that show at the very end of this uh, this week's episode called Mar- marvel movie talk where we'll be discussing and i don't want to spoil anything about the movie so i'll suffice, suffice to say we will be discussing the method that people use to do something in the movie. And that is about the extent <laughs> that I can say without spoiling things. So anyway. Uh, uh, that's fantastic. So again, uh, Once Upon a Time Wakanda, Flash TV Talk, check those out this week if you oh, want more great. in that department. But no, man, this is the Pipe Podcast. This is it. It is. It is. Ba- back, to, back to the subject. Yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> that's right, man. No, of course, the Pipe show is occurring here very, very, like in a few days now, like a few yeah, hours. No, that's right. It's, it's countdown time man chicago you looking forward to it and i am dude it is this week and it's uh it's so crazy you know i start getting jealous because a lot of the carvers and the guys that are are making pipes and doing workshops and things of that nature they're already on their way like they'll Mm. they'll start showing up early this week and spending uh spending time doing workshops and uh kind of helping each other out and stuff on technique uh starting starting early this week and 
you know, guys like me will kind of show up there around Thursday and 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 Friday, and and some folks will even come in on Saturday and just kind of dive into it there at the end. But man, it's just a whole week to look forward to a lot of fellowship, a lot of hanging out with uh, with good friends and meeting some uh, you know vendors and clients and things like that, and just connecting with uh, people in the industry that that we love and and looking forward to meeting new people too. So um, man, I, I you know again, just uh, if you're a consumer and you want to go to a pipe show just to see what it's like Chicago is the one, and if you live, you know, somewhere in the Midwest, please put it on your bucket list and make it a uh, make it a thing that you get to go to um, at some point one year. Are already connected with a lot of guys, uh, you know, CSR listeners that uh, we're gonna uh, link up with while we're up that way, and just really exciting. So, man, uh, while we're up there, by the way, uh, you know, we've mentioned it the past few weeks, but the folks at Briar Nation are partnering with Briarville Pipe Repair and Restoration, and they're doing Operation Clean Smoke, uh, which is going to benefit the wounded warrior project and that'll be uh, may 3rd through 5th they've actually got a booth set up in front of the mega center there at the chicago pipe show and so bring your pipe they're actually going to clean and restore pipes there on site and you can do you know all kinds of great things to you know basically reward them for doing that and and all the proceeds will go to the wounded warrior project so swing by there get your pipe cleaned man get those guys a a nice tip for doing that and uh man it'll benefit a really great cause that helps uh those that have served our country um they'll be having raffle prizes and and things like that so some uh uh, turkeys like me you'll be hanging out at the at the booth you'll get to meet and that thing that kind of thing and so look forward to seeing you there and uh and hope hope a lot of people come out yeah should be a blast man and you know it's great uh, any opportunity there is to kind of get together with the listeners and and kind of meet up is it's it's a huge opportunity and to to be able to also um, you know possibly uh, catch you at the uh, the operation clean smoke table I think that's that's awesome man while you're while you're over there visiting with them we do have a uh, an, another meetup happening here very 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 soon as well mm-hmm. of course. Our 300th episode is right around the corner on May 13th. We will be live from Missouri Mirsham HQ as they're celebrating their 150th anniversary. We will be celebrating our 300th episode. And man, we are so, so super excited. Now, last week, we talked about the fact that this is going to be a fun opportunity for those of you in the area to come on out and join us while we record this show happening around uh, noon is kind of that targeted time. We'll have the official time stamp to, to blast out to everybody with the various time zones and all that kind of good stuff coming out this week. But the other big thing we want to kind of share with you is since we're going to be in that area, and since, of course, we are recording during the day, we know that some of y'all, you know, you have to work on Mondays. Uh, We understand that. We're working on a Monday as we speak. (laughs) So so we get that. We absolutely do. And we wanted to open up an opportunity for folks in the, uh, the area to still kind of get together and do a little bit of a meetup as well. So that evening, we will be doing a meetup in St. Louis and the kind of the downtown area is the targeted space. We'll also have that uh, announced later on the week. So be sure you're watching Facebook and Twitter for all the details for where you need to be for the live show from Missouri Meerschaum and then our meetup later that evening in St. Louis. It's going to be a blast and we are super excited and very grateful to our good friends at Missouri Meerschaum for hosting us for this monumentous occasion. Man, May 13th. I, I'm thrilled, man. I'm, we're so honored to be a part of Missouri Mearsham's, um, you know, 150th year celebration. And just um, I'm tickled. You know, it's one of those things where, uh, <laughs> you know, how do you get to, uh, you know, be involved in something like that? And uh, man, here we are. And so we're we're really excited and uh, looking forward to getting up there and seeing, uh, you know, seeing just a real American legend and tradition. And um, yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, it should be good, man. I, I actually, you know, it, it occurred to me this morning, I wanted to uh, reach out to the St. Louis pipe club as well and just kind of 
ping them, let them know like, hey, we're coming in. Not sure how many of y'all listen to the show or not, but uh, get a good opportunity to network with a lot of pipe smokers in that area and uh, yeah. really hoping to, to meet some some new folks and connect with some some longtime listeners as well. So we will, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see what it's like, man. St. Louis, known for the Arch and, uh, you know, Missouri Meerschaum. Uh, right around the corner and then right of course the yeah missouri uh uh is known for uh barbecue uh <laughs> there's a barbecue up there i'm just saying yeah there there, there is yeah i mean it, you know it's uh kansas city at that you hear of kansas city style barbecue and things like that so yeah i mean i, I don't know i mean there's you know i'm sure st louis has great barbecue what, what does uh-huh. that have to do with anything that we would ever talk about on on country square radio though Bo? i'll answer that right now absolutely nothing and let me be clear <laughs> about this because i think a lot of folks i think a lot of folks they're looking at this like okay you're going to missouri you're you're you know the 300th episode this has been a long time <laughs> coming is this the fabled barbecue episode and and i want to go ahead and set the expectations correctly maybe no 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 no, no not maybe <laughs> not maybe this isn't it because look if you put missouri barbecue in front of a mississippi boy and a newfound texan like we're going to trash talk it i mean that's just the reality this is not mean, this is not yeah. the barbecue talk that you want yeah no i i, I don't know uh, this is uh <laughs> it, it could get ugly it, it could get ugly i, I just you know like, again one of our listeners not too long ago talked about you know this whole shtick about the barbecue thing like man at some point it's just like well if you if you do it finally you kind of jump the shark you know it's like uh, I, that's true I think I think that's about it. And so, yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're going to go up there and if we eat barbecue, it it will have nothing to do with a, uh, with a, with a potential, uh, pipe tobacco pairing. We, we, we think, (laughs) well, you never know. And I'm sure Missourians, uh, if, if that is how you say they're, uh, they're the people that are there, Missourians, I I bet that's right. Uh, I'm sure they have excellent barbecue. So, well, look, if, if they feel, if they feel like I bashed them and they want me to come and say it to them face their face, please join us May 13th at Missouri. Yeah. I would be more than happy to apologize to you directly. Uh, also, of course, we do have, uh, you know, our wonderful club members who are members of the Country Squire Radio International yeah. Pipe Club. Uh, you know, we've been talking about the last couple of weeks. Uh, we're about to do this big push. You know, it's going to happen before the end of the month. I'm proud to say that by the time people are listening to this on Wednesday, they will have already received their, uh, their, their cards and they will have already gained access to the lounge and all that kind of great stuff because that is happening today. That's right today so for those of you new members who are like oh all my stuff came in then you know then we just got done recording because that that's how that all worked and it worked out really well (laughs) exactly (laughs) Uh, but i want to especially give mention this episode to new club member at the pilgrim level lady and gentleman t ellen burger t ellen burger awesome man that that's wonderful i said it right I, I, I mean, if it's if it's Ellen Berger, it may be a it may be a woman. No, <laughs> T T Ellen Berger, we are so grateful joining at the Pilgrim level, and uh, man, that goes a really long way into helping us do uh, what we do here at Country Squire Radio every single week. And so we are uh, we're very thankful. Thanks for hopping on board. T Ellen Berger, you know what I think it is? I think it's like uh, Ellen, the the famed talk show host. Somewhere there is a burger named after her, and yeah. this is the Ellen Berger. And yeah. Ellen Berger decided it became self-aware and decided it wants to support Country Squire Radio. And we appreciate that. If there is somewhere <laughs> a, a hamburger smoking a pipe that is named after uh, a, a talk a show host, talk show host, Ellen, <laughs> then uh, we, we want that. We, we want to see. Uh, oh, my goodness, man. You, you, can, you also can join the Country Squire Radio International Pipe Club if you go to patreon.com slash Country Squire Radio. We'd be really grateful for your support. <laughs> All right, man. We've got a great topic tonight. We are talking about the hawkbill pipes. Mm. I, you know, I, I kind of, 
I almost feel like, you know, that's a, one of those noises you would hear at the zoo, you know? Oh, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Like you're walking around the zoo, you, you kind of turn the corner and you get some crazy smells. There's like, you know, some kid whining because they dropped their like, you know, snow cone or something. And in the background, you hear that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, does, does Houston have a cool zoo? Have you been there long enough to know? I, I we, Honestly, we I can't have. remember because I don't think uh, I don't think I've ever been to the Houston Zoo. So, d- d- yeah, what, what's the what's the scoop on that? You know, it was really nice. Our our realtor, um, as a kind of a welcome to Houston present, gave us a, uh, a an annual membership or a, you know a year membership to the Houston Zoo, and so Dang, we actually that's we took, really nice. Wow. Yeah, man. We took the we took the kids. I think our our first or second weekend here, and uh, just really great, huge. Um, their bird selection is actually quite impressive. You walk in and there's like yeah. all of these like birds from around the world and like these giant vultures and you know, there's <laughs> these crazy looking things, but I never seen anything as crazy as the hawk bill. Pipe. So, <laughs> that's right. That that's right, that's no bird. That's no plane. It's a pipe, ladies and gentlemen. That's a, that's a, a pipe. That's a pipe. Uh, <laughs> man, of course, we're diving back into our pipe shape series, and we like to do this occasionally because it's a good opportunity, um, you know, to just explore all the incredible, uh, you know, iterations of uh, of briar pipes that have come out throughout the centuries. And um, you know, the hawkbill is a it's an interesting shape. It's one that uh, is not super common. A lot of folks, you know, if you're newer to the pipe community, you may not even be uh, familiar with this particular shape as we're uh, as we're mentioning it but um, but it, it definitely is unique it's a little polarizing it's one of those shapes that um, you know we uh, it's it's relatively easy to describe because it's so uh, so unique looking but um, man we, we had to had to discuss it and bring it out so um, interesting shape you know uh, you, you think about the hawk bill and um, it, you know you, you look at it and at first glance you're like okay that's a normal pipe uh, you know it's got the same features of any pipe uh, you know bowl uh, shank stem, uh, you know, typically made of briar material, smooth or sandblasted, uh, you know, ebonite, Cumberland stems, what the, the same type of thing. But but then yeah. after a moment, you know, you, you realize that something's kind of up. You know, you, you're like, <laughs> you look at this pipe and you're like, well, hold on, what what's what's you know, something's a little off about this particular pipe. Why does it look? kind of weird and you know it's not the color it's not the size or the the material it's that doggone shank and stem it's like something's mm. something's weird about that and so um and 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 when you finally figure it out you're like that's what they did it's weird and that's why and and it's because uh they've created this new shape and so uh, the hawkbill pipe imagine you've got a pipe that uh, reminds you of the cheek of a really chubby bird and then its beak Right, so you're looking at like the profile of a of a bird who maybe has a bunch of bunch of good seeds in his mouth, you know, and then he's so he's chubby, you know, he's got these big cheeks, and then he's and then he's got a his beak is kind of protruding, you know, it's like a long a long beak that uh, that is pointing forward, and uh, and man, that that you've kind of if you, if you've got that in your mind, you've kind of got the image of the hawkbill pipe. Um, Interesting. Wow, I don't know that I've ever made that visual association, but now that I'm looking at it, I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, I see that. <laughs> the, uh, you know, you've got the the bowl. It's kind of similar to an apple or a tomato. Uh, sometimes you see them in a brandy shape, but these are tend to be kind of uh, you know round uh, ball shaped bowls. You know, you'll have uh, just a, you know the kind of globular uh, orb shape there. Uh, it, it's pretty straightforward for the most part. Most of these pipes tend to be on the large side, and so you'll find a hawkbill pipe. And you know, you, you're typically not going to find a small hawkbill pipe. I mean, most of these pipes are going to um, 
they may be shorter, but they're going to be chunky. You know, it's a it's a mm. pipe that typically the side of the bowl is going to have large cheeks, those uh, real uh, generous proportions of briar there to keep it cool on your hand. And, uh, you know, generally we'll have large uh, smoking chambers and all that kind of thing. The premier difference is going to be that the shank and the stem are concave to the bowl as opposed to convex. Now, now I wish we had a mathematician here because I uh, and, and, and and if any if any of our listeners are esteemed mathematicians, I, I would love to make sure get some clarification, making sure I'm using these words right. But when you see a general pipe, you know most pipes have the stem is curving down. And then it's going up, right? right? So think about think about you know a, a, a bent billiard pipe, right? You've got the bowl, the stem comes off the bottom of the bowl, it kind of goes down and then up towards your uh, towards your your mouth where you'll where you'll you know have the end of the the stem, the button. All right, so hawkbill pipes turns that on its head. The stem from the bowl it actually goes up. And then starts to gradually come back down. And so you're creating, uh, you know, what I always think of as kind of this uh, concave curve where, you know, it's it's creating a bump rather than a than a dip, you know. And so it's kind of, uh, you know, it's hard to explain again if you're looking at it, though. Imagine a normal pipe where the shank leaves the bowl kind of either flat or going down and then it goes curves up to your mouth in a, almost a V shape or a U shape. The hawkbill pipe is going to turn that upside down. So you're looking at a upside down U or a little cave there. Um, and so you've got this effect where, you know, the shank leaves the bowl, it goes up and then the, the top of the stem is going to be level typically uh, with the top of the large ball uh, bowl on the, on the pipe. And so it's, not crazy different, but it's different enough to where your eyes scan over it. You're like, wait, something's something's up there, and it uh, and it, and it does. It kind of mimics this uh, this bird like uh, feature. It's really really kind of interesting. So anything like this with design that kind of flips the narrative on its head, right? Like circumvents the expectations, or just is is just like you say, just different. Sometimes this is done for benefit. Sometimes this is done for flair, like for the sole purpose of like, yeah. well, let's just try something new. Are there actually benefits though to having kind of the reverse? kind of curvature you know i i haven't been able to find any i you know i would i would think that because of this there might be less moisture getting into the tobacco chamber you know it, perhaps I, i'm just i'm really not sure to be honest I, I do think though that if there is any added benefit to smoking a pipe like this it's probably on the negligible side i, I think you know most of the creation and formation of this pipe is just a, a really creative italian trying to be different <laughs> <laughs> and uh and it, what what else would you expect Right from some of these premier uh, Italian pipe carvers, you know, coming mm-hmm. out, uh, you know, you've basically, you know, got a uh, a shape that's just incredibly different. It uh, is authentic, and it came out as something that you know, let's mix it up a little bit and see what we can do. So uh, the shape was invented at the Castello factory in Cantu, Italy. It's shape number eighty four, and it quickly gained the name Donkey Nut. And we won't go into that. Are any we really further. gonna go there, man? We no. It, it, I, I feel like I have to mention it once and then we're not going to mention oh, it again right. and so that that is the um that that is an alternate name of the pipe but the hawkbill pipe uh think of uh, like a name, walnut and then like the, a donkey should happen to find said walnut and then yeah. pick it up and think this looks like a pipe and that's oh, what oh, we'll give as an explanation for it how about we'll, that we'll, like we'll just go with that and then continue to move on <laughs> but the, <sighs> the hawkbill pipe uh you know quickly uh gained the uh the main moniker for this uh this particular shape so you're looking at this pipe it's kind of got this frowny face coming from the stem rather than a smiley face 
uh, so it's it's just a little different. Again, imagine that beak sticking out of the bird's face. Um, another feature here is that it's got a continuous taper from the bowl junction to the button of the stem. Imagine, okay, you've got this kind of uh, swoop that's coming from the bottom of the bowl, uh, creating this little uh, cave or uh, curve that's going, uh, you know, kind of from from bottom to top, and and the entirety of that, you know, stem. Uh, or shank all the way to the end of the stem is just one big taper. And so you've got a really long taper there that uh, generally ends in a, um, a short stem. The stem uh, feature on these pipes compared to the proportion of the shank uh, tend to be on the smaller side. And, and again, right. most of these are kind of chunky in proportion. You know, you'll never see a square shank uh, stem hawkbill. If there's one out there, I've never never seen one. Um, but you know, most are going to be oval and occasionally circular cross section there. So, yeah, ab- about the bowl because like that's the thing you yeah. mentioned that it is kind of a chunkier size to it. And from yeah. what I've been able to see, it looks as though the bowl the chunkiness does come from the kind of the thickness of the bowl. Like you could theoretically have a pretty yeah. large looking pipe, but a pretty small bowl chamber inside. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think I do think a lot of hawkbills have large chambers, but, you know, the nice thing about these particular shapes is that you can have a really impressive large pipe with a smaller chamber. And, you know, it gives you the ability to have a, a really cool smoke on your hand. And also, right. you know, a lot of that briar uh, gives you the opportunity to absorb, you know, some extra moisture and, and things like that. Yeah, just really interesting. You know, it's a it's a different shape. It's actually an older shape. Uh, it's a shape that goes uh, way back. Um, but, you know, it's, it's not particularly common. And, you know, over the years has gotten more and more I guess more and more uh, sought after by collectors rather than your everyday smoker. You know, it is a shape that you would expect from, a, again, that aggressive uh, Italian designer looking to mix things up, looking to push the envelope. You know, and, and the result is a little, it's a little awkward. It's somewhat off-putting. You've got folks that look at it and have seen Hawkbill pipes, uh, you know, at the Squire and been like, man, why... Why would you smoke that? And you've got other guys that are like, "Well, I have to have that." <laughs> <laughs> and so it's always uh, it's always unique, uh, always a unique uh, unique piece. These are again not popular shapes, but uh, they are you know well known and oft- often talked about. They have inspired a lot of collectors. There are pipe collectors across the world that have developed massive collections of these hawkbill pipes. You know, you've got to think about okay, most hawkbills are produced. Uh, in small amounts, these are not typically production factory pipes. These are artisan, you know, quality pipes. You know, okay, if you've got a large collection of Hawkbill pipes, you've spent a fortune on pipes. I mean, these are not cheap or inexpensive pipes. These are expensive pipes. These pipes, the the entire idea is to showcase, um, you know, the immaculate grain of a large piece of briar and also your uh, you know, technical abilities as a carver. And so, you know, making sure you've got all the, you know, the the drilling and the precision of all the joints and everything are all uh, perfect. You know, that's the only way, um, you know, that, that that's that's kind of the point of developing this, you know, is um, is for that is showing out. And so uh, just really interesting. You know, it pioneered by Costello, which, of course, is still a major manufacturer of these particular shaped pipes. But nowadays, a lot of folks, too, often will are very revered maker of the shape is Ser Jacopo. Ser Jacopo, um, of course, excellent uh, pipe 
you know, carving house there in Italy, and we love their pipes and uh, sell them. Recently had a, a Seriacopo show at the Squire, and uh, that was a blast. But Seriacopo has, um, you know, it just created a really nice uh, stable of, of lines that, in, you know, also use this shape as a as one of their, uh, you know, stock shapes. And so just really, really popular in that uh, folks are like, man, I, you know, if I want a hawkbill pipe, I'm going to get a Seriacopo hawkbill. And so uh, you see that, um, it, you know, typical for uh, Italian pipe finishing, you've got that, uh, you know, either a craggy, uh, real deep rustication or often a, a very deep kind of craggy sandblast and uh, it's just really attractive I, lo- I love seeing that particularly on a large uh, a large bowl pipe yeah man, so, good looking pipe I yeah. you know I'm, I'm curious too you know you mentioned obviously the similarities to like a like a squashed tomato or, or apple or something of that nature and it's funny because I, when we were kind of doing uh, preliminary research for this, uh, for this yeah. episode, and what yeah. I mean is when I try to figure out what it is you're talking about beforehand so I can <laughs> ask somewhat informed questions, I was like, until you really broke down the stem, I was like, I don't get it. It looks like a, you know, it looks like somebody unsquashed a, a tomato. <laughs> yeah. But it, yeah. it is, it is a beautiful pipe. I'm curious, do you, do you have any of these in your collection or, or have you had the opportunity to smoke one yourself? I don't. And I, I've actually never smoked one. And so, um, yeah, you know, I would love, um, you know, for our listeners that, um, you know, have tuned into this episode, um, you know, give us feedback. What is it like to smoke a, a hawkbill pipe? I mean, I think it would be interesting to get uh, feedback. Is it is it something that allows you to appreciate the the craftsmanship and the uh, artisan, you know, ship and, and also just the uh, high quality of a large piece of briar, or are there uh, benefits to smoking it as well? Does it smoke uh, drier? Is it a cooler piece? Does it hang in your mouth a certain way that you like, or uh, or something of that nature? You know, we'd be um, really interested in in hearing about that. I, I'm always fascinated with these strange uh, pipe shapes, like. You know, uh, you, you see them and you're like, okay, well, that's that's interesting. Um, but, you know, how practical are they going to be? And uh, oftentimes they aren't. But but sometimes you do have those, you know, smokers that are like, man, this is my go-to pipe because of uh, X, Y, and Z reasons. And, I, um, you know, we, we want to hear about that kind of thing. You know, as I'm thinking about this and looking at some different, uh, you know, different designs here, I may actually have a Hawkbill pipe. <laughs> I'm just not realizing. <laughs> well, like, because one of the early pipes that I bought, I wanted to get kind of a, yeah. a, a pipe with a larger bowl that I could really enjoy while I was uh, playing poker. Like, that was my mindset yeah. behind getting this particular pipe. And, uh, and, so, <laughs> and that's you know, when I, you lost your first fortune. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, I mean, I don't know, and many, many that followed. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I got, I and I got this particular pipe with that in mind, but I found that the bowl ended up being so big, it was kind of uncomfortable to hold and it was so yeah. heavy that I felt like it didn't feel comfortable clenching it either. So I maybe enjoyed it yeah. for like, you know, maybe, maybe one, maybe two uh, poker games, two separate poker games. But then after that, <laughs> like I went to a different pipe and just, just, yeah. you know, from that standpoint. I, and You know, it, it's interesting you mention it like that. When I, when I do look at this particular shape, I do I get that sense that, you know, it, it doesn't look like it would clench well. And then also cl- clenching, you know, meaning holding it in your mouth hands free. And then, you know, it also doesn't appear, you know, necessarily unless you just grabbed it by the bottom that it would be particularly comfortable to hold. But maybe I'm thinking about that wrong. I guess it would just depend on the pipe and if your thumb maybe fit in that little junction uh, nicely if you had a certain size hand. I You know, I just don't know. It's hard to hard to know. It, a lot of people compare the Hawkbill pipe 
to a Savinelli 320 or an author shape. That's mm-hmm. a fair connection to make. You know, the 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 320 it does have more of a squashed bowl shape, I, I think. It, it is a chunky pipe, which you get. But I think if it does have that concave tapered stem, it's uh, it's much less pronounced and certainly not enough to call it a hawkbill. But I, but I see where people make that connection. You know, one thing about the 320 folks say, though, is that it has incredibly, or it, it, it's incredibly comfortable to hold in your hand. And so I, I, I don't know, I, I guess you could, uh, you know, make a case uh, for that, perhaps. But um, yeah, just kind of kind of fascinating. All right, this is going to be one of those situations. I'm going to have to take a picture and send it to you and be like, uh, where is this one? <laughs> is, is this a hawkbill or is this maybe a different kind of bird that like hit its head a little bit? <laughs> yeah, no, that, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> well, all right, man, the, the hawkbill pipe, uh, you know, a, yeah. a, a, gr- a great pipe, a great addition to anybody's collection. And like you said, we'd love to hear from the listeners as far as have you enjoyed this pipe? What do you think? Uh, you know, in give us a little bit of uh, some context too. Cause I, I am anything that yeah. looks that heavy uh, is always kind of a question to me about what the comfort level is for smoking. I know some people like that. I know some people prefer to kind of have in hand and with the thickness of, yeah. you know, the, the bowls themselves, like you say, it, it presents a nice, more, you know, cool experience and almost kind of lends itself to be held while you're smoking it. So I could see that yeah. going either way. Yeah. Well, hey, man, no, uh, of course, the Hawkbill pipe is a wonderful pipe. And, you know, if you want something with that much briar, it might be the perfect pipe for you. But maybe you're somebody. Maybe. Just maybe. I don't know. Maybe maybe you're not. But maybe you're somebody who's like, you know what? I like a little corn in my pipe. Maybe I like a corn <laughs> cob pipe. Maybe I like a corn cob pipe, but I also want the sophistication of a pipe that looks as though it could be walking through the streets of any notable city by all the higher ups turning heads left and right saying, right. what kind of pipe is that? And you're like, oh, yes, this right here. Well, this would be my pipe from our good friends at Missouri Meerschaum. <laughs> Excellent, Bo. Excellent. And of course, you're right, man. We have the perfect pipe today uh, to match that. If you like the the chunkiness of that uh, hawkbill pipe, but, but would love to see see that in corn rather than briar and also a, a, a long stem that's going to cool that smoke down uh, man we have a, a pipe that is currently in stock at missouri Meerschaum uh, that you can get today and it is the wizard cobbit corn cob pipe uh man yeah. this is uh, probably their largest in the cobbit collection uh, of pipes that they make and it's just a real stunning piece it, it, it is one of their more popular pipes of course the the cobbit collection came out a few years ago these are corn cob pipes that uh kind of pay homage to the the tolkien universe you know and they all tend to be long stemmed and uh you know are really honoring those uh, folks that have joined the pipe community because of uh, uh all the the wonderful imagery of the uh of, of middle earth but um the wizard corn cob pipe it is a very long pipe and it's got a very large uh corn bowl you know this is like a half cob size bowl and so it's just a really nice uh large large bowl pipe with a very long church warden uh full church warden style stem and so uh, just a really attractive nickel band there on the on the stem shank junction and of course, these are, are very high quality pipes, and they have that uh, signature Missouri mirror, some kind of uh, uh, black uh, rusticated blast there that just looks really that dark stain that makes it uh, very, very sophisticated. And so the Wizard Corncob Pipe from Missouri Meerschaum features a unique deep bowl that will hold enough leaf for a long, relaxing and thoughtful smoke befitting a wizard. Like all pipes in the Cobbett collection, the bowl has a dark stain added to the coating, a genuine, genuine hardwood insert in the bottom, and an acrylic bit. Uh, 
the wizard pipe is designed to be smoked while sitting by the fire and contemplating the magic in your life. And uh, wow. retails for twenty seven ninety nine, and it is available right now at corncobpipe.com. So uh, go check that out or, or find it at your favorite uh, tobacconist pipe shop. And uh, we really appreciate the folks at Missouri Mearson for sponsoring the show. And smoke your, uh, smoke your corncob pipe. Smoke your wizard pipe and uh, tweet it to us. We'll tweet that back out. Man, in, in, in stock while they last. I hope they still have some available when... Uh, when this episode there. airs, yeah. Well, no, I'm, I'm just thinking about like you know a little bit further, hopefully, because on May 13th, I'm hoping to save a little bit on shipping and buy yeah, one right pick then. Pick one up, I know, right? Yeah, get it from the source. <laughs> Absolutely, man. But again, uh, good big thanks to our good friends at Missouri Meerschaum. Pipe, Pipe question, question of the, of the week. week. All right, man. We got a pipe question this week coming in from Cody Dewitt. I always Dewitt. Love- I love when Cody sends it in. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Cody DeWitt, who says this. Hey, guys, I recently (laughs) picked up some Bengal slices and plum pudding, and I'm trying to wrap my head around the difference between the two. Bengal slices is listed on several sites as an English, and plum pudding is listed as Balkan. I tried uh, to this <laughs> the old what's an English versus Balkan question. Yeah, uh, <laughs> keep going. This, this always comes up from time to time. I tried no, to do does. some research to understand the difference between an English blend and a Balkan blend, but there seems to be a lot of ambiguity. From what I can tell, the only difference between the two, specifically plum pudding and Bengal slices, is that plum pudding contains perique and Bengal slices does not. Is the addition of Perique, the main difference between English blends and Balkans. Hoping y'all could clear it up. P.S. Looking forward to meeting up in Chicago in a few weeks. And that again is Cody DeWitt. DeWitt? DeWitt. <laughs> DeWitt. <laughs> man, uh, Cody, gr- great question, man. Thank you so much. And yeah, this we do see this pretty often. You know, it's one of those questions that comes through. Love it or hate it, the pipe community is full of opinions and nuances and just all kinds of shenanigans. <laughs> but but this is one of those things that folks have opinions on that people have defined over the years. And there's, uh, there's alternate uh, definitions and uh, competing definitions and contradictory ideas on what these things are. So it, typically in, in today's world, uh, a lot of times Balkan, you, you'll look at the back of a tin and uh, it'll have the exact same ingredients for uh, for Balkan tobaccos versus uh, English blend tobacco. So I'm going to read these to you in, in Seattle Pipe Club, according to TobaccoReviews.com. It's been a, it's been a while since I've uh, smoked both of these tobaccos, but I'm just going to read you from from Tobacco Reviews. Um, Plum Pudding has Black Cavendish, Latakia, Turkish, Perique, and Virginias. And Bengal Slices has Black Cavendish, Latakia, Turkish, and Virginia. Okay, so th- these these uh, blends are incredibly, by the face value, are incredibly similar. You know, the the direct answer to your question, as I stumble over myself, <laughs> the direct answer to your question is that no Perique on, you know, in most people's minds that I've talked to, and certainly my own, Perique is not the deciding factor between a Balkan blend and an English blend, okay? So you can have English blends with Perique in them. Uh, that's very common. And so, uh, you know, it just that you'll you'll see that uh, occasionally. It's not as common as, uh, you know, they are without it, but, but it is uh, common to have Perique in an English blend. Okay. Having said that, ba- what is Balkan versus English? All right. Well, some people will tell you there's no difference at all. <laughs> you know, some people will say, well, you know, English blends uh, feature the Latakia and Virginias, 
whereas Balkan blends are, is going to throw in the Turkish and Oriental component of that. Okay, well, you that that's fine if you say that, but a lot of you know in English, a lot of blends that claim to be English blends also have Turkish tobaccos in them. <laughs> and so, okay, well, if that's the case, then you know, you know so folks will say, okay, well, Balkan blends are are the same as English blends, but they have a much higher proportion of Latakia in them. They're bolder with that smoky Latakia. Okay, well, I, I can get on board with that. So you've got a you've got an English blend, but the Latakia is kind of amped up. It's a it's at a larger uh, proportion. That's fine. I, I I could go with that. Or for instance, you could say a Balkan blend is a uh, English blend, but the Orientals or the Turkish tobaccos tend to be uh, much more pronounced. Okay, that's fine too. All, all that to say. There's a lot of competing definitions here, and so um, are Balkan and English blends interchangeable? No, but at, at the same time, these are you know it, it's all in the semantics, right? Typically, when I think of a Balkan blend, I think I interpret that as someone saying, "I want a blend that has a very heavy proportion of Latakia with some uh, w- with some percentage of." oriental tobaccos in it and that's it that that's all that's all i really get from that um you know folks are like okay well you know they come in the shop i want a uh ori i want a i want a balkan style blend and in my mind i'm hearing them say i want a blend that is heavy in latakia with oriental tobaccos that's what i hear them saying when, when you hear an english blend um you know typically what what i hear people saying is that they want a blend that features uh you know latakia and Virginia tobaccos, um, and then that may or may not feature, you know, a small amount of Oriental leaf and and or Perique, and so um, and so that's it. it. Confusing as mud and and all that, absolutely. <laughs> but <laughs> but to to directly answer your question, you know, Cody, the the Perique uh, is not the deciding factor on is it a Balkan blend or, or an English blend. Uh, you have uh, Balkans and Englishes that that both have Perique. Um, and, and those are both really common. So, um, yeah, uh, like, like I said, clear as mud. Again, you know, these these definitions are uh, kind of wonky. And over the years, you know, people fight over, well, is it a is it a bulldog or a Rhodesian? Uh, you know, is it a, a an Umpal or a Hungarian? I mean, golly, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> these things just go on and on. Is it a it, how do you qualify a, a, a Scottish mixture versus a uh, English mis- mixture or can uh, can English mixtures be aromatic or? Um, you know, is a is a, a tobacco that doesn't ha- that has a topping, but but just a small amount of topping, can that be considered a non-aromatic? Golly, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, we could go on and on about this kind of stuff, and one day I'm going to write a book, and it'll probably wind up being a, our next uh, uh, pipe fails episode. But <laughs> but, <laughs> but but having said that, uh, man, I, I hope in some way my little uh, my, my little uh, monologue here helps with uh, with your questions, Cody. So thanks for writing in. Excellent explanation, John David, and much more excellent question, Cody. Uh, no, man, I think you did. I think you did great with that. And Cody, thanks so much for your question. If you've got uh, more pipe questions for us, be sure to send those in. Show at countrysquireradio.com. Again, that is show at countrysquireradio.com. You know, there's sometimes people ask you a question. And I almost feel like before I answer the question, I need to clarify what they're asking. You know mm. what I mean? I, it, it's it, you know it, you as a as a good reformed Presbyterian, you've probably <laughs> had people uh, people come up to you and and ask, "Hey, are you a Calvinist? Are you a five point Calvinist?" Sure. And and before you answer that question, you probably have been tempted to say, 
what do you mean by that? <laughs> <laughs> Who's and, asking and what's your context? <laughs> well, what, what's, yeah, to explain what a five-point Calvinist is, and then I'll tell you if that's what I am. Hmm. And a lot of times, you know, if they tell you something, you'll be like, nah, I don't think that's what I am, <laughs> because they have a different conception of it. So a lot of, it's the same kind of thing with these tobacco, like, you know, is this an English blend? Well, tell me, tell me what you mean by an English blend or a Balkan blend. And I, you know, I, I don't know, it, it, the definitions can get so garbled up that, uh, that sometimes I'm, uh, I'm tempted to, to answer the question with a question before I go deeper. So, so there you have it. <laughs> Man, that's good. That's good. Quick, quick fire, fire with, with the squire. squire. All right, quick fire questions. Ow! All right, man. Quick fire questions, of course, brought to us by the amazing, the stylish, the um, t-shirts. I couldn't figure out another <laughs> t-shirts. Uh, rep Country Squire Radio with some Country Squire Radio t-shirts. You can find out more information on that in just a moment here. But first, these quick fire questions from Brian Cracker. Brian Cracker. Yeah, Cracker. Yeah, yeah Karaker. I think that's right. Yeah. yeah. Release the Cracker. It's like cracking. <laughs> All right, here we go from Brian. Are you ready for this? Yep. Stage theater or professional wrestling? Uh, stage theater. Um, <laughs> with we, t- we all high class up in here. <laughs> not, not, nine and a half times out of ten, stage theater. But, um, but you know, it, professional wrestling is, is stage theater, really. So, so I could I could see that, but uh, but yeah, I, I would I'm gonna go hard stage theater. Yeah, interesting. Were you ever into wrestling? I was not. You know, I I had a lot of friends when we were kids that were. You know, they got into all that stuff, and um, yeah, I just never. I, I don't know. There's something about you know, gosh, I'm gonna offend a lot of people. Something about bad acting and spandex and you know <laughs> and 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 uh, and and folding chairs and and you know I, I i just never really got into it i, I don't know yeah to, to the varying degree that i would agree or disagree with you i will not say but i will say to anybody that felt offended by that please send your comments directly to john david cole <laughs> <laughs> and not to me i would never never uh uh yeah I, I, I i'm not really into wrestling either i tried i remember when i was a kid like yeah. you know in in somewhere in like early like our late elementary school, something like that. A lot of like the, yeah. the guys, like there was like a hangout night and at some guy's house and they were all like watching wrestling. I was like, Oh, okay. And I, like I tried it for a weekend. I was like, yeah, I just, I can't, I can't get yeah. into this. And yeah. I, yeah. It's just something I never really, never really embrace. But I, you know, I've got a lot of friends, I've got a couple friends that still watch it and these are 30 year old men. So hey, that's great. Whatever floats your boat. Listen, I mean, I just got done crying at a movie with a talking raccoon and, a, you know, <laughs> and like uh, uh, the, the, the space gods and such. So, I mean, like, I, I can't I'm not going to bash Power anybody yep. for any of their, um, you know, for any any of their the things they're, they're into. But one way or the other, it just it was never mind. So, no. But on the other hand, stage theater, I was big into and I still am. I love love stage. theater. Yep. So yep. I'm going to go with that one. Uh, soda or pop? Okay. Well, in the South, we call all these things Coke, uh, right. regardless of what they are. But between the two, I'll pick soda. I, occasionally you do hear, you know, I do refer to them as, you know, hey, can I pick up some sodas from the store? Or, hey, our, our drink fridge over there in the front of the shop, it's got some sodas in it if you want some. So, uh, yeah, I'll go with soda. Okay, you just offended all of our wrestling fans. I'm about to offend all of our Midwestern listeners, which is really dangerous because that's a large yeah. percentage of our audience. Is it is from the it Midwest. Is. It is. I I find the use of the term "pop" offensive. <laughs> I, like, Dirty pop, pop, no, pop, no, pop, pop, pop. 
Not not in the Justin Timberlake way. That's fine. <laughs> I mean, when you're referring to a soft drink beverage of which, as John David pointed out here in the South, we say Coke, but soda is also acceptable and probably yeah, more so. accurate. Yeah. I mean, like yeah. we use Coke the same way that people use Kleenex as kind of a, you know, a general catch all for, for facial tissue. Because a lot of people will be like, okay, well, you know, there's only one Coke. Like, well, yeah, we know yeah. that. It's just that it's so well known as the soft drink of choice that it ends up being kind of a catch-all for everything. So that's how we do it down here. But there's something about whenever I hear like a grown like person say pap, like, like, oh yeah, we're going to get you some great pap. uh, Like they have one up there, man, they got one up there that they, it's a brand called squirt. (laughs) Are you familiar with squirt? Yeah, I've heard of it before. Yeah, oh I think gosh. one of my friends from Michigan actually, um, I think, is a fan of that stuff. See, yeah. that's what I'm talking about. See, you can't yeah. come down here and ask if they want like a pop of squirt or something like that. Like, like you can't. <laughs> you, you. I, I understand that in a certain cultural context, that 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 pop and squirt are fine and all well and good. But down here, you don't drink squirt. You don't drink pop. <laughs> You get yourself a Coke, you want a Sprite, you want a 7-Up, call it what it is, man. (laughs) I'm just saying. Oh, oh, mercy. My mind is going in all kinds of directions. It's fantastic. Listen, listen. And uh, I love all of our Midwestern. uh, And if if all of y'all are thinking, come up here and say that to my face. Well, I say to you, come join us on May 13th at Missouri Mirror Shop. I'm just going to have an entire... Like group of folks that are going to show up, like man, what a turnout! But they're all here to like get angry at me for the stuff. Yeah, I know. They're like, hey, we've got these people with pitchforks and torches, like in squirt bottles. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how dare you? Uh, how, how dare you talk about our, our pap like this? We're gonna, we're gonna. You're, you can't pop one off at me though, because that means you're just throwing soda at me. <laughs> so. You know, I'll, Bo, I'll be honest with you. You you have a lot of good accents. You really do. But your Midwest accent is is pretty poor. This is not true. No, no, no. Hang on, man. I want to let me let me give give me a second here. So here's no, the, no. I, I may, work on it, and then next episode we can revisit. But I, I'm <laughs> I'm just telling you, I, you, you do you do a good a good Scotsman. Your Irish is pretty on point. Uh, you know, I I've, I like a lot of your even your Australian. But uh, and you know, I let's let's work on the Midwest a little. All right, all right, all right. I'll, I'll, <laughs> some sometime in the future, I've got a great story for why my Midwestern accent's so horrible, and I'll, I'll share it with you. Okay. Uh, finally, man, Elvis or Buddy Holly? Elvis, 10 gotta times go out on. of 10. Yeah. Got to go with our fellow Mississippian. I like Buddy Holly. I got to go with the king. Yeah, man. You got to root for the home team. Absolutely. Uh, this yep. is great, man. Brian, you just, you won quick fire questions because you got, you picked ones that we, uh, John David and I agreed wholeheartedly on all of these on. So yep. congratulations. You've yep. either won or lost quick fire questions. Depending on how you look at it. Yeah, just, it's just your, your choice, really. Uh, all right. Well, there you go. And thank you for those, Brian. Of course, a quick fire questions brought to us by the Amazing, amazing gear that you can get to represent Country Squire Radio over at uh, thecountrysquireonline.com. You will find right now some excellent t-shirts. Is this a pipe? Why do I always get that wrong? This is a pipe. No, this is not a pipe. No, this is not a podcast. <laughs> wow. You eventually got it. Yeah, I got no, there. That's great. I got there. And you can get there too. Get that shirt, rep it. Uh, we'll be repping them when we're in uh, Missouri Meerschaum uh, coming up here in the next week or so. And John David yeah. will be repping them in Chicago. That's right. That's right, man. Really excited about this is not a podcast. Podcast <laughs> shirt <laughs> is uh, is is paying homage to the uh, famous 20th century painting, uh, the treachery of images, and of course, uh, just a really cool uh, concept that we came up with and and thought was pretty pretty studious and fun and uh, something kind of quirky. So uh, get that at thecountrysquireonline.com and click on accessories, and it's right there, uh, right there for you to snag. Along, of course, with our Squire Scallywags T-shirt, uh, which has been flying out of the shelves too. All right, so uh, get them today. Your thoughts, your comments. 
Listener feedback. Listener feedback. Man, we got some great mm. listener feedback in from Father Isaac. So yeah. uh, FR stands for Father Not Friar. Is that correct? Uh, yeah. Yeah. T- yeah. Uh, typically. <laughs> I mean, this. Well, I mean, he comes from, and as we're about to see, he comes from an Anglican tradition. I just want to make sure that I get I get yeah. that accurate. Uh, so yeah. So Father Isaac, man, what did Father Isaac have to say? Yeah. It says, brothers, I've been catching up on the late, the last few episodes after giving up my pipe and whiskey for Lent. <laughs> and I loved Bo's encouragement to JD about how he's going to both be a dad and a great dad because how much we need the grace of Christ. Uh, As a new dad, I'm totally there with y'all. I'm a relatively new listener and pipe smoker, but I could smell high church Anglican on JD completely. Yeah, I'm I'm all about the smells and bells, Father Isaac. (laughs) Um, If uh, if you're ever in San Antonio, stop by All Saints Anglican where I am the rector. Uh, We're all about smells and bells and regularly have informal pipe and cigar uh, social gatherings. God bless you guys. And that's from Father Isaac. Uh, there in San Antonio. So uh, he says, P.S., your old Toby blend is amazing. I'm looking forward to trying some of the Middle Earth blends as well. So, uh, yeah, man, Father Isaac, thanks for thanks for writing in, brother. And, uh, man, I hope uh, hope your ministry is going well there in uh, in Central Texas. We got a, we got a good uh, handful out in San Antonio. I might need to take a little trek over there at some point. We got, man, Texas is, te- we, now that you're there too, I mean, man, we've just got a really um, a really good presence in Texas. I, I've, I've always been thankful for that. Um, yeah. A lot of, a lot of um, you know, very, um, very uh, gracious pipe smokers in uh, in that part of the world. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, man, we also got an iTunes review in from Sean the Green. who says, great podcast, being a rural mail carrier. My days would be spent listening to the clunking of the engine of my 30 plus year old mail truck, if yeah. not for the delightful conversation and wealth of pipe knowledge from JD and Bo. Keep up the great work. And again, that is from Sean the Green, uh, aka Dude. Sean the Mailman. That's great. Yeah, man. D- Sean, thank you so much for writing in. That's awesome, man. I love hearing all the cool careers that uh, that our different you know listeners have is just so great uh, to me and it shows you that you know a, a hobby like this and what we've done with CSR is just kind of the the great equalizer you know we can always uh, always come back to the pipe and uh, that's awesome brother thanks for listening absolutely and thank you for rain sleet snow or shine dude uh, I know getting the mail on time I forgot what the adage is but one way or the other we, <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate you Sean so much you know it, it just it, that's a hard job I mean that's a really hard job oh like, big time it, yeah it, it may Mail's got to run. Show's got to go on, baby. Like, yeah. y- you got a cold? Tough. Is it wet? Tough. Is it sleeting? Tough. Like, get out there and deliver the mail. That's a hard job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man! Well, I'll tell you what. What is a uh, what is probably if, if that that's a hard job. Here's one that's even harder. That's listening to us on a weekly basis. But y'all are so kind to do it. We thank y'all so much for tuning in and uh, and joining us here at Country Squire Radio. Shout out by the way to those at Facebook.com/slash Country Squire Radio who we surprised with today with yet another live uh, broadcast of the show. Uh, we are broadcasting today on Facebook. This is part of our journey to get back to YouTube, and I can say this officially. Uh, we'll have the time times, as I mentioned at the top of the show, but when we do broadcast from Missouri Meerschaum, it will be through our YouTube channel. It'll be a big, grand return to YouTube at wow, that point that's in awesome. time. So we're really excited for that. It's going to be a blast. But uh, but yeah, a big shout out to those who, who were able to tune in live uh, on, on on a whim today. I think we can get, we can say that uh, fair whim. and square. Yeah. And of course, we talked about a lot of different news that's going to be coming, trickling out this week. The way to keep up with all that news is going to be to follow us at uh, facebook.com slash country square radio, but also on Twitter at Squire Radio. You can also keep up with us individually throughout the week. I'm at the real Bo York. I'm at John David Cole, or you can get us at the shop at, at underscore Country Squire. And of course, all that information and more can be found at CountrySquireRadio.com. Now, next week, uh, we 
will not have a live show at all. I know I kind of said that last week and then we kind of surprised you, uh, yeah. but but <laughs> next week for, for real, for real. Now, of course, we'll still have the podcast. In fact, we should have a very special podcast yeah. um, with uh, with clips from Chicago. John David is essentially, he's taking us all to Chicago. Uh, and that that is our, our hope. We want to put as much pressure on him as possible to ensure that he is taking <laughs> us all to Chicago. Because That's exactly I'm, right. I'm looking forward to hearing all the, the great interviews that you get, man. So, uh, so just, yeah, we're, we're, we're excited for it. We're thrilled. All right, man. Well, hey, let's go have a day. All right. See you, brother. been listening to Country Squire Radio, a member of the Pottery Network. For more information on this and other shows, please visit pottery.com. Oh.